Hey there, Internet. Welcome to another episode of the Rocket MSP Podcast. I'm Steve Taylor, your host, and this is the show where we ask the tough questions. And today we'll be asking Colin Knox from Gradient MSP some questions. Colin, welcome, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. So uh, it's been a while since you've been on. I know that you demoed how we're able to use gradient for like billing reconciliation. That was, that was back. I don't know. Gosh, it's been a year. I think in a while, it's been a while. So a lot's happened at gradient, right? Yeah, definitely. So why don't, why don't you give us some bullet points of everything that's new in 2013, all the, all the major milestones, at least in 2023, you mean? Yeah, that one. <laughs> like, okay, we're going back in time. So what was I doing? I was running Tax Portal then. What would have been new? Um, yeah. We got our so lab funny. tech integration. <laughs> that actually, you don't laugh. It's probably when we launched our lab tech plugin and our first take really at the uh, Active Directory agent and automation. That's so funny. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Well, man, this. This year we've done so much and, and there's lots to show you. Like we completely reimagined and, and, uh, built a whole new CSV import utility. So, you know, we had heard from a bunch of partners that it wasn't as flexible as they'd like. And, and I mean, I think this is, this is, um, you know, a struggle with, with any type of CSV import system, right? Like the flexibility, the ability to, you know, catch or ignore errors or anticipate errors, be able to edit those on the fly, um, all of that. So now, you know, we support some, it's going to be close to 200 vendors, uh, usage exports, um, to, to ingest into our system for drag and drop so we can, can show through some of that stuff. So that was completely reimagined. Um, you know, we've gone from, you know, probably one or two integrations that we had direct for for the pulling and and uh of consumption information for the billing side to we're nearly if not at 40 integrations now covering again some 200-ish uh, channel product um and some very powerful integrations in there like lion guard uh like cloud radio um like the one from our friends uh over at Cyberdrain and SIP with the uh M three sixty five multi-tenant management. So uh, a lot of really powerful, popular integrations have come online. Uh, we had done a soft launch in the last year of our uh alerts module for you know capturing alerts from various vendors and, and systems to create service tickets. Uh, I say soft launch because there's a lot of work yet to be done on that module, uh, both for the types of alerts we can capture, the amount of vendors we can capture them from, and then some other logic around how those are handled. Because the last thing we want to do is just be creating more noise in the PSA for the, for the MSP. Um, so that, that's kind of come out in the last year. Um, we, we overhauled our, our user interface. So. It was beautiful before, but not as functional. So now it's beautiful and functional. Uh, so introduced a whole bunch of new features on there uh, for larger MSP partners and really any MSP, but it was really driven by the larger partners of ours. Um, 
the ability to apply advanced filters to the data that they're seeing um, to make reconciliation even that much faster and easier and and, and uh, better. Um, and uh, hey, boy, what else? Well, I mean, so many things have come in, but uh, yeah, really, really have taken the platform. I had a considerable amount, uh, added a ton of integration, made the use so much uh, more intuitive and easier, um, and just uh, kind of continued to grow on with it. So I've got, I've got an interesting use case to ask you about. Mm-hmm. And this, I'm going to plead ignorance that I haven't used Gradient, so I don't know where where the line's drawn as far as what it can do and what it's not even designed to do, okay? Yeah. So let's say I've got, um, let's just make it real simple. I've got my PSA. I've got my RMM. And I've got uh, agents for my RMM deployed to various clients. Yeah. Can Gradient take that information and say, okay, He's using 26 licenses for ABC company, uh, 34 licenses for XYZ company. He's got 300 licenses not being used, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. whatever, right? And, and split that up in my QuickBooks so that way it's actually applying the costs to each of the individual clients for me so that way I'm able to look and see what what is my actual profitability for each client? Yeah, so so we have direct integrations with a, a few RMMs. The ones that stand out right in my head back into Data RMM and Ninja One. Um, one thing I didn't mention that's new because we were talking backstage about it um, is is we've completely opened up our API. So we have a completely open public API. Um, now what that means is any MSP can build any integration against us and we've powered that or, or, um, you know, I guess accentuated that with an SDK. So we've got a PowerShell SDK and TypeScript SDK. So what that allows and what that means is with all of the helpers that we've built into that, virtually any MSP can build a PowerShell script using our helper system to grab whatever information you want from wherever and punch that into our synthesized platform. Uh, so in, in an essence, if we don't have a direct integration with your RMM, you could build a PowerShell script that integrates with your RMM's API, pulls the exact things you want from that and pushes that into gradient. Um, so it's all, all very possible. And a big thing that we're focused on that you hit on is what profitability is and where you're making money. So while we want to make sure that you are delivering accurate billing, because that is, oh man, inaccurate billing is the silent killer for MSP, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, we just did a webinar actually with, with COVID data protection and the, the joint partner, mutual partner we had on the call said event that, that trust is, is earned and dropped and lost in bucket. And we have all these drops of an MSP that's flowing in, right? Like, well, fast response time, uh, you know, quick, quick resolution, um, you know, network uptime is, you know, no downtime, all of these things that earn trust in, in these drops. 
And then all of a sudden, the bad invoice flies in where you're overbilling or misbilling something. And that just slashes and, and has a whole, you know, flood of, of that trust and confidence called out the window. So, um, you know, we, we want to make sure that, that MSDs are billing accurately. We want to make sure that they're protecting that client trust that they're earning, you know, drop by drop. But at the same mm-hmm. time, these are businesses that you're running, you know, and, and while most of us and myself included from when I started my MSD, we were these accidental entrepreneurs. We weren't, we were business owners, but not business people. And what we can allow in, in the system. And when I show you it, you'll see it. You know, we, we essentially show you what your revenue is and what your gross profit is. Right. So based on the cost associated to the, that you're paying for those products that you're reselling versus what you're charging for them. And then we break that out by line items. So you can see service by service where you're making money and where you're not. You know, you can find ways to, you know, and we're, we're working on ways to be able to, to visualize trending on that to show where your profitability is improving or declining and, and kind of what's happening with your business that way. Um, so there's a lot of really interesting things that, that we've got in the, in the pipe right now, but in general, yeah, like if you're pulling in and you can see that this is the usage and this is what's going on and your, your vendor is telling you something different, right? So maybe you, you can reconcile multiple things and you see, okay, the vendor is saying that we're using 47 licenses. My RMM is saying that we're using 43. And we're only billing for 32. Where's, where's the disconnect here? You know, okay. So we only want to bill for what the client's using, but is this an incident where we're actually committed to licenses for that, that, that client and they should be using those licenses, but we haven't deployed them because that's a whole other component is this, mm-hmm. you know, contract compliance. I'm selling you MFA and email security and backup and all of these things. But is that actually deployed for every user, for every workstation, workload, whatever it is on that network? Uh, because you don't want something to happen when all of a sudden it's like, oh, we weren't backing up that workstation for that road warrior. We've been charging them for it, but we weren't actually doing it um, hmm. and, and avoid those issues. Okay. So uh, you, you mentioned that you've, you've added some integrations like mail protector, comet backup, power yeah. DMR. Um, you mentioned that you opened up your APIs so that way we can start building our own, mm-hmm. um, stuff. Is it possible to, to see how, how that works? Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause, cause let me tell you the one thing that uh, would, would discourage me really quickly is if I have to like write some kind of API code. And I say that because just a few weeks ago, I tried, I tried writing, tried writing in air quotes, obviously. Um, I don't I think I was on make.com and I was trying to get something working that they don't have a direct integration for. I want to say maybe it was Squadcast, what I used to record my other podcast. Yep. And, um, you know, Squadcast has an API, but I have no idea how to work with an API. So yeah, I was like, all right, so I'll just log into Make, and Make says they'll just do it, and it's low code. But yeah, it was was like looking at 
Chinese hey. instructions. So the beauty and beauty of our system here, uh, can you see the screen right now? Kind of sure a screen. Okay, perfect. I am, as, as we talked backstage, I am working from a couch with my legs up. I had knee surgery late last week. <laughs> so I, I can no longer see you, but uh, I wanted to make sure you saw that. Um, yeah, so, so what's really cool, like if I am, um, you know, I guess I'll log in here. So we've got kind of FSO with, with Microsoft, Google, or, you know, you can do a magic link if you prefer. Um, so I'll just log in here. Um, you know, we talked about integration. So when we come into integrations, here's a bunch of the integrations already available for you, right? So if you use any of these vendors and somebody might say, well, they don't resell Obic. No. If you think about it, Avic is monitoring a whole bunch of different network appliances, systems, and everything else that could counter or create a counter or a quantity of billable assets or billable devices. Um, so we've got a whole bunch of, of you know, integrations across the board here um, for, you know, some of what I would say are the most popular channel vendors today and, and distributors like Packrate. Um, you know, so if you use them, but you don't want to use their integration, which right directly to the agreements right away without any level of oversight, because there's this whole, you know, automation is great, but automation without oversight is terrifying. Um, mm. and so what we provide is that middle layer of oversight where you see what is about to be written to your agreement in your PSA, but not done until you approve it or adjust it. Um, so a number of owns integrations here. Um, but one of the things that we have is, you know, these custom integrations that we talked about. So you can build your own custom integration. If I click here, you know, what do you want to integrate with alerts and billing alerts only or billing only? So let's say I want to do mm -hmm. billing only and I come in, so you can give this a custom integration name, um, you know, what, what something you want to pull from, you know, what's, what's the RMM of, of choice for you there, Steve. Let's let's use uh, lab time. All right, why, so we're going back not, right? in time, right? We are. It's 2013 all over again. We go OG, right? So you come in here, you can give it a custom integration name, and then we'll call this lab tech again. So we we require you to agree to the terms and conditions because essentially you're pushing data into our system now and doing a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, all the other integrations we have, we've got agreements with those companies. So. Mm -hmm. Um, this, this kind of goes through, you can hype the link over and read and do whatever, but they click next and now it comes in. So you can village, visit the API knowledge base right away. Um, if you want, so that essentially takes you in here. So we've got a whole bunch of information now of, you know, what the modules are, how, you know, we've got a full integration build guide that, you know, just in concept by step you know, what, what you need to do, which calls you need, you know, you need a gradient token, um, create all of these calls, what they do, how it walks through and kind of walks you through all of that and jump right into the billing module. And it talks you through, you know, what you need to do and how to do it. We have, you know, our API reference. So if you're not sure and you want to do something, you can actually come in here and get whatever code snippets you want, depending on what you're writing in, if it's Python or PHP or the shell, 
you know, you can do and pull that, but then you can also input your gradient token and test it, right? So without writing any code, without going and damaging any data or your intent, you can test all of that here. Uh, so it walks you through all of that. And then you've got a link in, in all of this as well to our SDK. So we've got a public GitHub repo um, with all of the steps. We've got our API, you've got clients, and then you've got gradient helpers here. So these helpers are all PowerShell commands to authenticate to the API. You don't need to do anything in here, but essentially just plug this into your script, right? Then we've got the build token um, for the, for the secure handshake. You've got the creating of accounts. So if you're pulling in from lab tech, you want to say, who are all the clients that you have in lab tech? Um, you know, create the services that you're, if you're pulling from, you know, the software list or what have you, and you're putting things in, what services do you want it to be writing to in gradient and ultimately down to your PSA? Um, and then updating your status and stuff. So we've got all of the stuff is already coded out for you. Um, you essentially just open it up and put in your variable where you need. Um, you know, the next part of that is, is pulling information from, from your RMN. Well, what we've done is we don't have every RMM obviously already integrated, but what you can do is you can go to integrations here that we've published as, as templates or samples. And you can say, Hey, I'm going to go in and, and look at the Ninja one. Oh, create accounts, create services, custom integration. Here's the import, the image, the syncing of usage, all of this stuff, right? And so now you just edit that based off of the API documentation from LabTech, right? And so you just take that and it's a bunch of copy of paste. Now, once you create all this, first of all, we've got our, our manager of partner success or director of partner success, Brian. He's building tons of these integrations in, in collaboration with our partners as well. So if there's something you need or you need help with it, hop on a call, book time with him. He'll help you build this. He'll help you implement it and get it going. Now, what's really cool is you can actually submit any of these integrations to us for us to host. So if you don't want to build this and have this running on a laptop or a server or your virtual workload or worry about scheduling it or backup, anything else, and, and you just want this fully hosted, you send it to us, we'll host it for you. Um, and that can Start be limited. That? No, no, it's all part of what you pay for the service. So that's all, all included, right? No extra charge. Um, and then what we offer, so we can keep that restricted just to your tenant um, and, and your account within our synthesized platform. But, you know, what we say to you is, hey, I've never been in an industry that is so collaborative and supportive as a community, you know, so, so we can say, Hey, chances are we've got other partners within a thousand MSPs that are using our platform that also use lab tech or whatever other product you just built it for. You know, are you cool with us sharing this in integration and publishing it for other MSPs to use? If not totally cool, we get it. Awesome. Enjoy it. It's hosted. It's running there. If you are awesome. Then we, we take a look into the, into the scripts. We maybe tune it a little bit for, for scalability and efficiency and, and security. And then we publish that out to the broader community for them to be able to use. So, you know, when I come in here, obviously you've got your token. But when I go back to, to integrations here, you know, when we look at stuff, things that have been built in, in, uh, 
collaboration with partners. Acronis was built in collaboration with a partner. Um, Cove Data Protection was built in, in partnership with uh, one of our partners. And uh, the Data RMM was, Duo Security was. So a bunch of these were actually built in collaboration with our partners and published to make available for any of you to use. Uh, after going through our bidding and QA process. Hmm. All right, that's pretty impressive. Um, and your your pricing, I believe, has changed as well. The, the last time we spoke, I think it was like you you would let us use a single integration at no charge, and then after that, you you were charging us like a hundred dollars or something like that. Yeah, and so that was a kind of our first step into monetization. We have a bunch of partners that jumped in early, and, and we've we've uh, uh, secured some of their pricing for life and stuff. But as we kept building, as the integrations came on, and the ability to host custom integration, the amount of data, um, you know, and, and I/O load and everything else that we're doing now across a thousand partners with thousands or tens of thousands of of integrations connected and running and stuff like that. Um, you know, we had to, to adjust our pricing and base it, uh, according to the size of the MSP. So, you know, we still offer an ability to run a single vendor built integration, uh, for free. So if that, we kind of restrict that down to, we, we didn't have to attribute any dev time or resources ourselves to create that because, um, a third party vendor has built the integration and loaded it to our system and, and runs it. Uh, but in general, to give access to, you know, the CSP import stuff, which I'll show, um, all of the other financial metrics stuff and, and reporting on that, the unlimited access to, to the, all of the integrations we have, everything else. Um, you go into a paid account. So if you've got 30 clients with active contract, uh, or under, it's 199 a month. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and then this kind of steps up once you go past 30, um, but you're under 150, it's 299 a month. So. If you know, very reasonable if you look at based on the size and scale of, of the MSP, you know, at 199 a month, if you're in that smaller, smaller size or that launch tier for us, chances are you're still burning 10 plus hours a month doing your, your invoicing and billing. And chances are those are still going out inaccurately. And then you're burning more time dealing with client complaints, editing the invoices, resubmitting them, everything else. And each time you have an inaccurate invoice that gets contested, is each time that your your clients now look more scrutinously at every invoice that comes in, so it delays the, their payments and and whatnot. But that's that's how it works for pricing. So again, quite quite reasonable. And I mean, as you grow, if you're in the four ninety nine tier again, one hundred and fifty to five hundred clients, you have a full time resource doing this work every month now. Um, so you know you're looking at the amount of time they can be saved. Uh, and, and other uh, initiatives or endeavors that they can be focused on in the business beyond that. Now, the, the one thing that I'm immediately seeing here, looking yep. at your pricing, is yep. um, I think it's very generous. I would say probably one to 30 is, you know, whatever. I feel like that could be expanded a little more, but whatever. 31 to 150 is a huge, and I, I would, I'm guessing, I feel like many of your partners, like yep. 50% are probably in that crew category. Yeah. that's, that's bang on. That's where the bulk of MSPs land is, is right in there. 
So with that said, for uh, three, 300 times 12, so for 3,600 a year, yep. now you don't need necessarily a full-time billing uh, yeah. resource. Yeah. This is something that the, the owner of the MSP or uh, maybe, maybe you've got a bookkeeper, but, but they're not yeah. like a CFO that this is something that they're able to do without mm-hmm. wasting a whole boatload of time. But oh, yeah. can you walk us through what, uh, what a reconciliation looks like these yeah, days? Yeah, for, for sure. So yeah, like he said, that takes, it takes hours and turns it into minutes really, uh, with the system, depending on all the integrations you're using and whatnot, but, um, bang on. So. So yeah, if we come in here, so we, when you first come into the billing module, you know, this is, this is kind of what you see now I'm on a, on a smaller screen right now, but, uh, if I come down, you kind of see all of these things broken by, by product, um, that you're going through. So your device support, your security awareness training, your M365. So on the, on the outset, you can see every client that is being charged for each service and, um, you know, what your profit or revenue is. Now, this is a test database and stuff. So this stuff's all wonky all over the place. But then we also tell you for that entire service, what your profit is, what your revenue is. And then as we start to get consumption data brought in, what your net growth is for profit and, and revenue compared to your last billing cycle. And then we give you at the very top overall across all of your service lines. Um, now some people love dealing with the card view and stuff like that. We'll, uh, we'll first, we'll get into some of the CSV stuff. So, you know, we, we said we've got about 40 integrations that, um, automatically pull in, but since we're not integrated with everybody, we can support these usage exports as an import with CSV files. We've got countless vendors that we have verified and tested their exports with partners for um that work so chances are you have about a hundred percent your stack covered um by the system here whether it's by manual import um or by automated integration so if it's an import um you know it's as simple as kind of coming through here so let's here let's go through this um and create an import file uh, and while you're doing that, the imports don't count towards our 10 integrations, do they? Correct. They do not. All right. So where am I going here? You know what? I might have. And in here, you know what? I can't find the exact import, but I think there's one already loaded here that we can uh, go up here. One second. I'll stop sharing for a quick second. And look up the import file because generally this finds it for me. Where did this go? We were saying beforehand that maybe it wasn't as perfectly prepared as. Uh, as would have liked. Here yeah, we are. we've got first world problems today, guys. Don't yeah. don't mind us. <laughs> I I blame I blame Colin's knee surgery. 
I, I, let's do it that way, right? Let's do it that way. Oops. Yeah, that some stuff has been moved around. And for those of you watching live, feel free to pop your questions into the comments on YouTube. Uh, we are monitoring. I will monitor those and we'll, we'll make sure to get those answered. Yeah. I am not sure what it is. Is it down in here? Yeah, I'm not finding the exact uh, file here. One second. Let's see. I'm just gonna off off screen kinda take something and take a look and see if this works. Okay, come in here. No, can't use the one. I apologize for this. Could be worse. I know that we had. Yeah, right? This is what happens when uh, you have knee surgery and you come in and realize that you've got uh, a demo to deliver here. And you expect, oh, it's just going to flow together. Um, oh, here it is. Awesome. So we're going to go here. Now, where do I find you again? There you are again. Present. Green. Window. Green. All and right. For those of you wondering if these are scripted, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I brought the staff Linport file in. Um, now we can continue actually something that you I can't uh, go back so easy, but one of those things said to aggregate service quantities as well. So in a lot of exports from distributors or vendors or whatever, even though it's the same SKU, it'll show you different editions. So, you know, it'll say, oh, this client was using this much, but over this month they added two of these, three of these. And so it's just a whole bunch of different rows, even though it's the same skewer uh -huh. product. We will automatically, we give you the option to automatically detect that and just aggregate them so that you, instead of like 35 plus two plus three plus one, we just say 41. Um, oh, that's so, great. Yeah. So when you come in, when I say we reimagined this, it, we dealt with all the complaints that everybody's ever had about doing a CSV import. First, not assuming that the header row is the very top row but letting them come in because we have some where it's not. There's some other detail and, and synopsis or summary data that a lot of vendors put at the very top of the CSV. And then it has the table side. So you, you select, you know, which, which row is that? Is the header row, whatever it is. I'll go and select the correct one here. Click next. Now we've detected what the columns are. So this is an M4 profile that was already created. So if this is your first time doing this, you have to map this. It. If it's 
you know, and, and once you've saved it, when you're doing it the next month or any, any month in the future, you'll see that we've already have mapped what the account name is, the service name and the quantity. So this stuff is already in there, already done for me. Next, we go Great. to review the data. So uh, the other part was, was account or client mapping. We skip all of that because there is no new clients that haven't been mapped already to your PSA client. So very simple. You get here. Now we've already done a detection to see if there's any errors, right? If there's something where there's a null cell or an empty field, or there's a, a text string where we expect a number, any of that stuff. If there is, we will show you the errors right away. So this would be selected to errors and you'd be able to see what all those are. Now, this is where it gets really cool because most other system says, here's your errors, go correct that file and redo your upload. We don't. We let you actually come in here and you can make whatever edits you want here. If you want to increase the count, you know, or add a number or change something else, you do that all right here. Uh, if oh, there's anything, neat. anything that you want to ignore. So we're like, actually, I didn't want to do these things for egg shen bus tours. Disregard those rows. We're not going to bring those in. Right. And we're going to show you that those are disregarded here. So you can choose and have full flexibility over what gets imported, what doesn't. Um, you know, you can sort by client name, service name, you know, whatever you want. You can go in and, and make all those changes. And then if you do something like, actually, no, it's fine. You can go ahead and reset table, everything's good. We're going to go next to do the import, right? All of your accounts were already mapped. We auto map any direct matches, or if you've done this before, like I said, it's already mapped. So awesome. Everything's already done. Come here, go next. Service mapping, same thing. It's already been done. Which service is which service in your PSA? That's already been done. Go next. It gives you the quick show of what we're going to import and go ahead with. Since I'm working in my live demo instance, I'm going to hit cancel there on that. But what that looks like now is you come into here. So now whether you've done a CSV import, whether you've configured an integration, which the integration experience is essentially the same, plug in an API key, map your clients, map the, the products from that vendor to the products in your product catalog or service catalog of your PSA, click next, you're done. Um, so what happens now is you come in here and you see all of these line items, what's connected, what your profit is, what we've detected is your change or net change in revenue and profit month over month. And, and we start to show you all these cards. Now, my screen size is, is not the best for doing this card view, but in a, in essence, what we show you is what the PSA number is on the left, what the vendor import has told us is, is the case of what's being used on the right and you can either approve these individually if you want. You can go through and select a whole bunch of these and approve them. But yeah, and we're going to go ahead and do that work. But what's really cool is we also identify where licenses for services are being used, but it's not being billed on any contract for that client. But this is the, where that big leak of revenue happens. And we find, you know, probably about 2,800 uh, in, in revenue. Uh, or sorry, 2,800 in MRR, so the average MSP in their first billing cycle. So when you talked before about average MSP pays $299 a month for us, it's about $3,600 a year. We're finding almost that in MRR that hasn't been billed in the first cycle. So we've paid for the solution upfront, 
in perpetuity forever. Um, you know, so when you look at ROI and, and cost of ownership, pretty sweet. Now, what I can do here as well is I can switch to the, the list view. So now this is something that's a lot more amenable to my screen size, maybe my data set, the number of clients or services I'm reselling is, is much larger. I've got the ability to kind of come through here, do the quick review of everything, see if there's anything I need to adjust. You know, and I know that this is 150 down, you know, we can, we can, uh, or sorry, one unit down. I actually know that that was a, a decommissioned workstation, but then we added another workstation in that. So I can go ahead and change that to zero and adjust that. Boom, it's adjusted and we wrote it back to the PSA. You know, I can come here, I can select all uh, and approve, approve everything in here. Um, you know, I can sort this by account if you want to see each client and what they're billing and what's going on for them. You should sort it by service. If you want to see again every service line, I can sort it by contract. So if you've got a standard contract agreement name, you know, if you've got to buy security services, managed services, telecommunication services, however you do your contract, you can do all of that here. And so you've got the flexibility of views where again, Everything fit in here for you. You just do the quick review, select it all, approve it. It's written to your PSA, ready for your invoicing now. So, you know, regardless of what accounting package you use, QuickBooks Zero, MYOB, whatever it is, um, you already have those integrations from your PSA downstream to those. We've just made sure that all of your agreements or contracts in your PSA have the right line items on them and the right quantities to them all. Uh, and it's as, as simple as that. And once you've gone and, and approved everything for a service, boom, it's, it's gone and kind of removed from there. Now, this is one that uh, I had already asked with. So we'll go and, and do that one. But you've got your new revenue card. So let's say Acme Corp user support workstation support. I haven't been billing yet. I just find one of the agreements for Acme Corp that exists in my PSA that that assign that. And boom, oh, wrong button. Boom. We've now added that line item to the contract for that client and set it to be built. And so super easy, uh, you know, really clean and simple to, to getting through all of this stuff, uh, every single month. I like it. And then I, the, I love uh, that you've got, I love that you've got the, uh, profit and revenue up on the top there too. Yeah. And then for the night owls, we introduced dark mode as well. So uh, nobody likes looking at massive lists of things on a bright screen. So <laughs> you want to do it, we've got the dark mode as well, all available for them. Um, we also introduced uh, in the last year, one of the things I'm realizing is uh, multi-user. So if I come here, so um, oh, settings. Um, yeah, so for multi-user now, so that's something we didn't have before, but it's available. If you go to your profile as the account owner, you can go to members. You can now invite other members of your team. You mentioned maybe you outsource to a bookkeeper. You can invite them, um, to, to participate in that, uh, and, and do it. So if you're a large MSP, a medium-sized MSP, and you've got numerous people that play a part in reconciling billing every month, now they all can. Uh, what's really cool is you also have the full activity log here that, uh, 
you know, will show all of, I haven't done anything in this demo database here now, but it would show you all of, all of the actions that were done, who reconciled, which service, what the change was, when it was done, everything else. So if you're confused about, you know, why does this say that? Who, who approved that one? Um, you can go back and check and, and have all the access to that as well. I like it. Sorry, I'm just speechless. Yeah. How easy you grade this thing, man. It's, yeah, it's it's super easy, right? And and that's what it needs to be. Billing reconciliation sucks. Like, it's horrible. And so, you know, we may not be solving a problem that is something that, you know, your technicians do every single day, like a script or an RMM or some other monitoring service. Yes, this is a once-a-month thing. It's a very painful once-in-a-month thing. And it takes way too much time, generally, from the highest valuable resource in the company, the president, the CEO, the owner. Um, and, and sometimes if they can't get to it during business hours, they're stealing time from them on their weekend, their evening, when they should be out at the beach in the summer, you know, riding in the boat, going fishing at their kid's soccer game, whatever it is. Um, you know, that's the problem that we're solving. So making it easier, making it faster, and then making sure you don't have an erosion of client trust when that, you know, dreaded phone call comes in saying you build this for four people too many or more or services that we're not using uh, because something accidentally got added to the wrong client and the wrong contract. When you're looking at doing this in a PSA, there's just lists of contracts, lists of clients, lists of line items. You don't know, like the average, the average uh, PSA, you know, when I show, I'll present this again to show you the, the big difference here of, of time-saving simplicity. Um, you know, so when I'm in here and we'll cut here and we'll switch back to card view. So when I'm here, I've got A1A car wash, five more users. So when I do this one-click approve, that's saved on average nine clicks and screen loads in a PSA. Nine. Right? Like you're, yeah. you're clicking into the contract. You're searching the contract. You're, you're finding the contract and opening it. You're clicking to go to the tab for the line items on the contract. You're clicking to edit the line items on the contract. You're clicking the, the individual line item. You're clicking into the field. You're clicking. And it's crazy. And there's so in those nine clicks and screen loads, there's so much opportunity for error to happen because it's also not very visible or, or, um, uh, clear or evident to you. Which client, which contract, or which line item you're actually working on. So if you met click anywhere in the beginning, you can now be adding, you know, some kind of secure email encryption service for a client that actually doesn't use that because you misclicked the client of the contract right below or right above the one that you wanted to do in this massive list. So it gets really ugly. There's a lot of opportunity for error, which means there's a lot of opportunity to erode or lose client trust and get those phone calls. Very cool. Yeah. What uh, do you do? You have anything else that you would like to share with us? And um, briefly touched on some of the new integrations. Yes, we we talked about the integration, the ability to host them. You know, I mentioned that we launched the the alert side. Now, that one is is definitely not as far along as the billing, and and we're starting to put some more focus in that. Um, but you know, when you when you start to to, to just, if we share this one here, uh, I'll come here. 
When I go to integrations now, I go filter by type, let's go to alerts. So here's all of the, the vendors currently that we can ingest alerts from. So we have Breach Secure Now, Comet Backup, CompTIA's IFAO, Coro's coming soon, Fort Mesa, and Mail Protector. So any alerts that these services generate can create a service ticket for you and your PSA. So this is essentially to, to bridge the gap where maybe I have to send out email alerts yeah. because this thing doesn't have an integration. Exactly. What's, so, the, what's the benefit of doing it this way versus just letting it email? Yeah. So a few things. One, can we, can we just say email parsers suck in general? And yeah. it's not because they're bad products. Email parsing is an incredibly complex thing to master and do well. But the, you know, mm -hmm. there's, there's some, some cruxes to it, right? If you're running the email parser locally, what if that service stops running, right? What if something happens? What if, what if there's an email outage or email routing? You lose all of these tickets, but also what you end up with with email parsing, you know, you got this massive email box and then it's just letting stuff in. Um, you can use that, but the big, big other problem with it is if there's a lack of standardization or normalizing how these alerts are structured and what they look at, look like. So your technician ends up opening a ticket, having to read everything and, and take a look at it and, and then make decisions and action. That if a ticket comes in, then, you know, it's structured by, you know, client asset, all of these, all of these things in a very standard format, uh, for you to do now. The other thing is with the email parsing, you know, yes, on the outset. So if I go to connect this one up and I say it's alerts only and I come here, now I need to get their API token and stuff like that. Um, but when I go, now I can choose which, which service board this goes to. Now you can do that with an email parser, but very few email parsers will let you do that per service. Generally, it's like, no, I'm an email parser. I will drop things in one service queue or service board for you. And then from there, you either need to configure automation rules within your PSA, or you have a dispatcher type person that's going in and filtering, or maybe it's a tier one type help desk person that's saying, okay, now I've got to move these to the appropriate service queues so that the right teams are picking it up or, or the right thing. So we, we allow you to choose per service where you want things to get dropped as tickets in your PSA. Now, when I say we're building on this, we're also creating and building rules and logic around, hey, don't necessarily, and it's a lot around suppression, don't necessarily create a ticket unless this alert has been sent to us five times in the last hour, then create a ticket. You know, if you've already created a ticket for something, don't create five more tickets every time that's happened to print that maybe append it to the, to the service ticket that already exists. Um, you know, if this happens after hours, don't drop it in my regular monitoring alert service board. I have a hosted help desk that I use or a knock that I use and outsource things to for after hour support and monitoring. Put it in, you know, hosted help desk service board if this happens after hours. Um, so there's a whole lot of things that way that we're building in to, to add a lot more flexibility to really cut down and cancel out the noise and make sure that you're not missing an alert. You're not missing something critical. But you're also not obfuscated by all of this other noise of a flood of alerts that's going on. Well, you certainly are uh, revolutionizing 
things here in the channel by, by building these really fantastic integrations. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, I'm impressed with what you're doing with the alert side of things. I suspect you have some other things you plan on doing down the road. You're yeah. just not going to tell us about. <laughs> I think, you know, I, I, I would never want to overpromise or underdeliver. And as, as an agile small startup, we need to be in tune with what's happening in the industry. So if I told you something that we've planned out, but some other opportunity presents, that our MSP partners are saying, this is where we'd really like to go. This is what we'd really love to do or know or have. Uh, that's the direction we're going to go, right? So I think, you know, we, we have this mix of innovation, but also building towards, you know, relevant problems that are more uh, prevalent and more immediate, I guess, uh, for our partners so that we can keep bridging gaps of, of problems that aren't solved. Very cool, man. Well, Colin, thank you so much for popping on here and, yeah. and demoing all the, the cool new things that you're doing over at Gradient MSP. I wish you the best of, of luck. And I don't even know that you need luck, man. I just, I just wish you a, a safe it. and speedy recovery. How's that? Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Super, super fun to be on. Always have a, have a good time chatting with you and showing stuff and appreciate the opportunity. Doors open anytime. Lunch. Cool. All right. Well, hey, for those of you still watching, thanks so much for sticking around to the end. I will catch you guys next week where I will be interviewing. Who am I interviewing? I'm interviewing Paul from Ovir. And I'll be honest, I don't know what Paul does, but you're going to find out. I will be ready by this time next year, uh, next year, next week. I'm getting my timeline all messed up. 2013, this time next year. I, I, I think I'm done for the day. It's about lunchtime. Excellent. All right. Hey, thanks, Colin. And thanks, everybody. You have yourselves a great day. Thank you.